Okay, we are up and running for this episode. I mean, there's a slight chance that this doesn't get recorded and we have to re-record. We just spent probably 20 minutes going through a technical difficulty. And as my good friend Chris Marler says, uh, Mercury is in Gatorade, so that seems to be affecting everyone. Um, but here we are. Episode 5 now of No Puns Allowed with Paige and Kramer. Let's get that beer crack. I'm getting some good compliments on the quality of crack, so I want to give this one um, phrasing. We'll give it a rating. But, 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 you know, I want to make sure I get the right angle. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Had that fizz afterwards. <laughs> this is, by the way, I've been coming at this with, like, non-in my non-beers that are not in my wheelhouse. Okay. This is a this is a wheelhouse wheelhouse period. We'll get to that uh, with our picks Later. and pints. Yes. Do we, we settle will. on picks and pints or is it pints, picks, and, picks? And, picks and picks? I think picks and pints is way way cooler, right? I think like, it's it just picks flows and pints. better. Okay, we will do it. By the way, this is an amazing week of football. It I have is. been telling you all week that I am I live for this shit. This is the shit that I absolutely live for. All of it, and. Like the whole day, the whole weekend, the whole weekend, petrified of Friday night's Iowa game. We'll talk about that too. But we'll I am so excited about this college football weekend, and like we are, we are there almost. So I cannot wait for this thing to get going. Yeah, no, it's pretty wild. And I just mm. wanted to start this off with a public service announcement that I actually, in fact, have seen the walk-on tryout tweet from Arizona football. So if anyone is still wondering if I have seen it. Um, please don't send it to me because everyone did. So I have seen it and I just wanted to get that out of the way early. So anyone listening to this podcast knows like if, oh yeah, I need to send Paige that tweet. No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. I got to admit, I'm very online, not a compliment to myself. Okay. I'm very online. And when you originally had pu- pushed this in the doc, I had to actually seek it Look out. It. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. So I would like your thoughts. It seems like a sensitive issue already. Based off your, it seems like Reaction. people are making sure, yeah, that like you have are absorbing this. So now that I know it, what were your thoughts on Arizona looking for like, you know, whomever to literally help them anyone in football games like, like stray dog, come this, on, buddy. This is like being in a relationship and then getting on a dating app and being like, oh, I'll just see what's out there. Like in the middle of the season, like what is happening? Um, no, I think more so this is like. It was relevant because I think people only responded to that tweet because obviously they know I'm an Arizona football fan and they're like normally a a football fan of like Alabama or Iowa or whoever else. And those are just ones that are coming to my head that sent it to me. It's basically just those people knowing that this would sort of trigger me. But a lot of SEC people that I know sent it to me and I was like, why? 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 Just stay in your own little bubble. To be clear, for anyone that doesn't know what's going on, that isn't online. That's a good point. Arizona... He's looking for walk-ons. They're tweeted out that basically October if you 12th. want to play for the Arizona football team, because we suck, no offense, Paige, uh, you <laughs> can't. Taken. Now, all football teams have walk-on tryouts. Uh, that's that. That's a thing that happens. The timing, the viral nature-ish of this, like all of it is kind of hilarious because they're just not that, that good. So yeah. it does feel like a like they're looking for like – just anything and anyone Thing, that help can out. run a sub four five five forty to help yeah. out the cause. I just um, it it was pretty painful, but I just wanted everyone to know that I did in fact see it. Um, I mean, I even like apparently. was on tick. I was literally on TikTok, and there was a very well known like 
um, sub-brand of, of a college sports thing, and they were like, look at Arizona putting this out. I'm like, even they have seen it, and they're like, So you not can't even help yourself, though. Like, you know you're going to get mad. You've identified that, like, hey, oh. I'm going to get mad, but then you still, like, lo and behold, get mad. Yeah. Oh, I, like when it mad, comes You are literally mad online. When it comes to Arizona sports, like, I'm like, oh, it doesn't bother me. Arizona stinks, blah, blah, blah. That tweet bothered me. Like, I was so upset. And everyone who sent it to me, I don't know if they forgot, like, what my personality oh, traits no. were. That no, Arizona they is they my personality. <laughs> exactly. They know my personality. Arizona, being an Arizona Wildcat is a personality trait to me. But anyway, so, I digress. We should well, definitely move on to much bigger fish to fry. Well, no, no, no. This is this is actually perfect because I also was mad online. And before we get into kind of week five stuff, well, some week four stuff, yes. but also week five, let's talk Lane Kiffin and Mike Wilbon. Yes. Right? So you you admitted where you were mad online. Mike Wilbon goes on PTI. It's all over the internet. Basically, uh, air quoting him, like calling Lane Kiffin an embarrassment. Um, it was weird. It was a really weird PTI clip. I know they don't do a lot of college football. Wilbon doesn't do a lot of college football. Um, it felt like if I was going to record a Lane Kiffin video like nine years ago, this is probably the video I would record. Yeah. I found it really unusual. I was mm -hmm. mad that I had seen it. I don't know if you had that same response. Like I, we've done stories on Lane. We've talked to Lane. Um, I have found him like super, uh, super changed different guy from what he was in terms of how he got here. When you look at what he's had to do, he's had very public firings. He's had very public fallouts. Even the whole Alabama thing didn't go great. And yet now like he is not an embarrassment. Uh, if you asked most football programs, like how many out of, if you polled every football program in America right now, yeah. what percentage of them do you think would rather have Lane Kiffin as their coach than their current coach? 80%, maybe higher? Maybe higher. Outside right of now. Alabama, Clemson fans are a little delusional, so they'd probably keep They'll Dabo. fire Dabo. You wait, they lose another one, and they'll be calling <laughs> for him. That's how Which they roll. Could happen. Uh, um, and, and Lincoln maybe, but I. other than that, I, I would even take Lane over Lincoln at this point. So I, I, Right now, right now in this moment in time, like everyone's like, so, so I found it odd, and I couldn't help myself, and I feel like most other people were kind of like, what the shit? Like Lane has sort of done the impossible, which is reinvent himself. And he responded to the video in a very Lane way, like, you know, kind of removing himself it. from it. And then he yeah. kind of picked it back up this morning and you could tell it was bothering him. Uh, like it bothered a lot of people. So shout out to Lane. Like I get it. That would bother yeah. me too. I did not like that though. Cause I don't, if you're, if you're thinking like going into this game, Ole Miss Alabama, and you're thinking it's like, well, Lane's an embarrassment. They can't win. Look, I, I think Alabama's going to win. Yeah. But that narrative has been dead for quite a while. So I have to say there were a few things that bothered me about this. One, like you said, they don't really cover a ton of college football on that front. And to pick Alabama Ole Miss week to decide all of a sudden to come for Lane Kiffin just seemed like, oh, it's a relevant week. This is going to be a popular topic. Let me throw this out there. That's sort of what it felt like. So it yes. didn't feel like it was meant to be like actually smart and thoughtful in the way that it was presented. Um, the other part of this too is Lane has been so incredibly open with, hey, yeah, I was immature. Hey, I was not ready for that. I got a job that I wasn't prepared for. Over and over again has he been open with that. And I have to say, especially in the sport of college football, there are 
people in charge of programs that mess up majorly, majorly, and yes. never take responsibility for it. Never. Now, is Lane perfect now? No, no one is. But again, I think also in sports too, like thinking of Michael Wilbon and like things that he's a fan of, like, are you really going to say that about every person and every athlete or someone you're affiliated with was a perfect person and has had the perfect path? Like, no, but this guy's owned up to it. So I think that was the part that irritated probably Lane is that he's owned up to this. He's been open about it. He's been vulnerable about it. He has definitely been like you, he handled this the best way he possibly could have in terms of the last like couple of years and being an Ole Miss. Even when he was at FAU, he was pretty open about the fact that he had not been perfect. So I, I don't know. I think the whole thing I, is just kind of like a sad take on that, and like it's it went a bad viral. Take. So it, yes. I mean, it definitely worked. And like, like I said, Lane is not perfect. That's not the the point we're trying to make here. It's more just like this is a weird take to have now. Like you said, a couple years ago, maybe. All right, nine years ago, we would have had this take, but. Now, when someone's publicly changed, I don't know. And also, like, to go to, like, even further lengths, like, we could look at the, the greatest football coach there the sport has, okay? And he basically takes guys that have made mistakes or had issues in their careers, brings them there, rehabilitates them, and sends them off. Like, if he believes in second chances and puts these guys in place and wins football games with them, I don't think we can really sit there and point fingers about, he, like, he, this moral he compass did it with here. He did it with this guy, right? And yep. and so like now look, we have we've done multiple stories on Lane, like mm. you and I working together. We've gone down there and we're embedded with him um for a couple of days prior to the Ohio State game when he was at uh FAU, which was mm -hmm. awesome, right? And I remember sitting in his office and like you know, you got like game tape of like Chase Young who's about to destroy his like backup offensive line <laughs> and um but all I wanted to talk about was like kind of the self-help, self-care books, like on his desk. And so instead, he's giving me suggestions for books and talking about um, being a, a father and like getting advice on family man and man's yeah. life. And like I've always taken that, I've always taken that conversation like, and it's it's stuck with me a lot. Like I know he's at a different place, and it was funny at the time because he was like, "I'm here to stay." And he, okay, Ole Miss opens up, he's got to leave, but. I thought the person I was talking to was really authentic, and I like that. And you're right. The tarmac firing, the bullshit. Like, this dude has seen some shit, and he's mm -hmm. in his 40s, and um, it's just – it. I think for a guy that's kind of lived these things out in the open, it's weird to kind of drag him back in. And yeah. uh, say Alabama beats the hell out of Ole Miss, which is possible, very possible. This is Alabama. The take won't be – well, Aiden Kiffin's an embarrassment. Like, they're going to be a no. force. Like, the take's going to be Alabama's really good, and Ole Miss isn't there. Yeah. But Ole Miss is going to be a problem for a lot of teams. So I, I'm excited. Again, it's an odd thing to drop. I think you bring up a good point. The timing of this thing to drop is odd. And just the delivery. It's like if somebody asked me about, like, tennis. And I'd say, <laughs> oh, that, that guy sucks. That guy sucks over there because I don't know. I'm just saying that guy sucks because I thought, like, you know what? I remember hearing that that guy wasn't as good. Yeah, that five he wasn't good, ago. and that he threw a temper tantrum on the the court. So now he can say he stinks. Yeah, yeah. I that to me, I, of all people to to come out and say that, I don't know. It just was a weird, weird deal altogether. Another thing that's a little weird is rooting against your own quarterback publicly during a game, um, and Oklahoma fans have decided that they no longer want Spencer to start games for them. They were cheering for the backup quarterback. Um, 
This also makes me really mad. I think they're, wow, we were mad online a lot. We're just mad online. Mad online. (laughs) Um, No puns allowed. Mad online. That's that's gonna be the title of our episode, Mad Online. Um, So with Spencer, okay, I will, I've mentioned this before. I said I would really, really appreciate if people would stop bringing up the QB1 thing and being like, oh, well, of course this kid isn't doing well because, you know, he was kind of a jerk on QB1. That was so many years ago, and I would just like to remind people that he was still in high school and a kid. Now he just turned 21 this week, all right? It's been a minute since he was on that show. Not saying he's a perfect human being. I also will just, full disclosure, I do know his family. Um, And they're the nicest people. And I couldn't imagine, imagine sitting in that stadium and hearing people cheer against your kid, who, by the way, hasn't lost a game for you this year. What are you doing? Like, we we as college football fans, this is not just an Oklahoma-specific thing. Wow, we're going on a rant here. Um, this is not a rant. Yeah, oh yeah. This is not an Oklahoma-specific thing, but we as college football fans have been so spoiled the last couple of years with massive blowouts and the same four people being good and seeing them win by a 1,000 that we forget that winning is still winning. Like, even in the sense of like um, with um, Florida and Alabama, people were like, oh, that was a moral victory for Florida. They don't give it about a moral Do victory. It. Like, and Do Alabama's it. still good. They still won that game. There's no chance that Alabama is going to lose to Florida. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there were, yes, it looked like it, but like, Nick Saban is a better coach. That's just how it's going to go. I'm sorry. It's just irritating to me that also, like, the standard is just set to like blow teams out by a thousand. And I think we need to get back to like, okay, wins are wins. And that's all you have to do to build your resume at this point. Like you can't be blowing people out by a hundred because like, it's just not how this season's going to go for us. So I will say shout shout out to you for holstering that expletive. Like that was a pretty good holster. It almost sounded like it sounded like a technical glitch. Like if you're listening to this on audio, it's like, It's like we we bleeped it out. No, you bleeped it out. So good for you. I bleeped it out. I held it in. Um, I'm just kind of sick of it. That was a whole rant on one. Oh, Let's start with your opinion on the Spencer Rattler Rattler chant, and then we'll sort of I, get into the the college football landscape in yes, general. Uh, totally. Um, so I'm a Jets fan, right? And I'm a fan of New York sports teams that are shitty. Uh, Ooh, did not holster the expletive. Um, <laughs> so my my the fans boo in New York more mm-hmm. actively than other fans. Zach Wilson got booed. Like, before he could, like, do anything. He's already been booed. Okay? So, that's part of it. This is odd. This is an odd dynamic at the college level to boo a kid who was good for you last year, like you said, who hasn't lost. And I don't know if it's a product of expectations. I don't know if it's a product of, like, conference domination and boredom. I don't know what it is to call for a backup. um, But I can't remember anything quite like it. And I'm, I'm kind of with you. Just when we get to college kids, there's something about this kind of public disappointment that always feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he's sort of a professional now because he's getting paid. They paid Good for a him. lot of money, yeah. But there's, there's a line that feels odd to cross, even though this is not necessarily vindictive. Like what they're saying is not weird. We've seen people say some god-awful shit at college games, even this year, Right. But yeah. there's something about it that just feels peculiar, right? And and here's the other point. I forget who, who made this point. I was listening this week. You don't think Lincoln Riley would put in somebody else if he thought that was a better – like 
I trust Lincoln Riley's opinion on at that position in particular. Yeah, right? yeah. So you don't think he's like, you know, they got a point. <laughs> like maybe yeah. I should play this dude. Like it, so that's the other part that's just strange to me. It also blows my mind that people forget that Baker Mayfield was a quarterback there. Somebody who runs his mouth more than probably any other quarterback now professionally even. And when he was in school, he did too. But that was never an issue. It was never a knock on him. And he won games, yeah, but he did struggle. He lost games too. Like, that's the part that's just so wild to me is that, like, why is it different for Spencer? Because he was said it on a high school documentary and now you're going to keep that? Like, I don't – that part – it just seems odd and they're still winning games. And like I said, I do think college football fans have been spoiled – by the Oklahomas, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, who have, and even Ohio States that have like blown people out the last couple of years, and it hasn't really been any competition besides one or two games a year in their conference. So Oklahoma I, fans, in particular, by the way, like the regular season yeah, has been kind of boring. Exactly, with the exception of Kansas State, um, who's got their number. We'll yeah. see if they have their number again, and then they get the shit kicked out of them in the playoff. It's like a yearly tradition. It's like yeah, it's everything like... comes together. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it... I, I find it strange. And, and that puts a, a college kid in a really tough spot. I can't imagine if I was him. I, I, I think from, I'm still immature. I would have a hard time reacting to that in so, the appropriate oh, manner. Oh, I mean, I would not. We know <clears> that now um, from our Matt Online takes here. But I think, too, when Holly Rowe interviewed him after the game, she brought it up to him. I mean, she flat out brought yeah, it up to him, and he him. said, and I thought she did it in a great way, too, because at the end of it, she did tell him, you won that game. You know what? Great, good for you for saying that because you won that game, and you went out there and did it. And to me, that was like – something I also just want to give her props for that because when I saw it I was like she doesn't have to do that and put him in a position where she asked him a difficult question but she also reminded him that he did do a good job and you have to remember that like that's part of it there's a ton of pressure on these kids they are making money but still I just thought it was a very nice gesture on her part to like sort of break down that like professionalism thing of like you know how reporters are just supposed to be there and ask the simple questions she very much made it real and like heartfelt because she asked him that question and we know as human beings like people chanting for somebody else is going to hurt your feelings regardless if oh, you're yeah, on it up or not. Suck. So I'm interested to see what he does this next week because I, if I were him, this is in knowing this is Spencer, danger zone, by the way, Kansas state, like oh, this is, it like, is super danger zone, but this is the week that you come out there and you just shut everybody up. And with Spencer, he is someone who thrives on like chip on his shoulder. Let me yeah. do this. And this is sort of like the first I mean, I guess last year being benched, there's been adversity for him at Oklahoma, but I feel like this is the first time he'll really get to, like, prove himself in in that sort of, like, reaction to them actually booing him. And not, I guess, By the way, him, but... can I talk about how bad my bet was for this game? Oh, my God. Put? One of the worst bets I made. I had the over. Was it Which... 51 and a half? Uh, there was 29 points. <laughs> it was um, It was terrible. This over was dead halfway through the first quarter. Like, I was like, yeah, this is not happening. Like, it was it was bad. Really bad bet. Speaking of bad, let's talk Clemson. Yep. That's a very we difficult transition. I am still kind of baffled by this whole thing. This is not... Now, I want to be clear, since we're just going to be pissed off. This is not the death of a dynasty, right? <laughs> Clemson can still be good. We did this in Alabama six years ago. That yeah, was really we stupid. Yeah, but we did. this team is fundamentally, like, broken. They're They're... I am pretty in awe about what we're seeing. And then last week, you've got a team playing poorly. You lose your best defensive player. 
You lose your, your, your star running back. Like, injuries were brutal. So not only do you have a team that's down and now out, I mean, DJ's Heisman odds right now are 75 to 1. Last time I checked, 75 to 1. Like, this was a kid that we thought would step in and be amazing. Mm-hmm. What is your take on the state of Clemson? So, I actually didn't think about this until the death of the Alabama dynasty thing came up this week because it was like six years ago today or something. I saw that tweet um, from our friends at AL.com. Um, oh, yeah. But I thought it was interesting that. Clemson's coaching staff. Here's something that, like, forget, like, players on the field. Clemson's coaching staff doesn't particularly have a ton of, like, changes being made. There's a lot of people at the top of that making decisions that have been there and been together for a very, very long time. And yes, sometimes. Exception of Jeff Scott going yes, to USF. Yes, and but that's he, I mean, that took forever. That took forever yes. for that to happen. And Tony Ellis is still mean, there, so totally yeah, agree. Yeah, and Venables is still there. Like, you have tons of people that are still there making decisions. And sometimes I think you get like, and this is with anything, you get super comfortable with the people you work with. And sometimes you don't think outside the box and you start doing the same repetitive stuff over and over again. And I think something when it comes to Alabama, like that is their, that is their reality every year. Like they have got to figure it out and change things up and implement new things. And I think as much as that is difficult to do and people always praise Nick Saban for that, I think it also helps them in a way because it brings fresh minds and it brings fresh people in and different takes. Yeah, there's a core group there as well, but I do think that that partially helps them and that's what's made them successful. I mean, even we can go back to Lane Kiffin and bringing him in and changing things and that offense, like there's a reason why like having new and fresh people come in helps and I think that might be sort of what's keeping Clemson because I feel like they just think it's going to work itself out and when you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence and like you said all the pieces that they lost before like those things were sort of making up for them having to change things up like they were just figuring it out it eventually was just working itself out now you sort of need to adjust with the players you do have and go okay these are the things that aren't working how do we fix it and I feel like Dabo and co have been sort of just like, oh, it'll work itself out, it'll work itself out, it'll work itself out, because they were so used to doing that with the guys that were there for, for what, two, three years? So, like... Yes. I, well, I, also, think about the quarterback, you know, the mm-hmm. Deshaun to Trevor. Like, it has yeah. been it has been surreal. I, I think a couple of things. You're spot on. I, I think it's a really good point about the, the continuity. Continuity is great. Complacency is the danger yes. of continuity. And I'm not saying that... I think those guys are great coaches. Mm-hmm. I think the loss of Scott is a big oh, absolutely. deal. Absolutely. Um, and and I think, but but I think we skipped like they lost Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, who's one of the greatest collegiate backs to ever play, mm-hmm. and had such an impact on games. Not as great as Trevor, but huge. Look at the receivers that they've lost over the last five to eight years. You get back Justin Ross, Ross but he doesn't look. And, and then, no, he doesn't Justin look like Rossi. the same guy yet. But it's yeah. hard to know. Well, that's Our offensive also fair. line is a mess. Yes. Yeah. Oh, totally fair. So they've got so many of these things, but we got this glimpse of DJ last year against Notre Dame, and it was like, oh my God, this is it. This guy is yeah. has a stronger arm than Trevor Lawrence, which he has, and he's composed, and imagine what he'll be in three years. And I think my main takeaway for this, because there was like a four, I don't know the exact record, but over like a four-ish year stand uh, span, they were like 64 and four, 63 and four, like the same record as Alabama. Mm-hmm. Right, they went punch for punch with Alabama, and yeah. it was amazing. 
This actually makes me appreciate Alabama in a, in a weird way. Yep. My first thought isn't necessarily what's wrong with Clemson. It's holy shit. How does Nick Saban do this? Because this is like Nick Saban's reality all the time. And they absolutely for the most part had a year like this. And I think Clemson long-term will be fine, but I, I do think this is, uh, I'm really curious to see how they respond. I think this week's game against Boston college, they're a 16 point favorite. I'm super intrigued by that. That seems like a lot of points, by the way. I'm just saying yeah. that seems, I don't want anything to do with it, Yeah. but I, I am super intrigued to see how this team responds because they've not faced like this kind of adversity. And when they lost the Georgia game, we were like, all right, well, you got this cupcake schedule. You better not lose again. Well, like, shit, like, it's week five. Yeah. And they have two losses. I, I That is astonishing to me still. It is and It's hard to believe. Looking at the rest of their conference, I wouldn't put it past them to lose again. And, like, that is a weird thing to think about. And I don't, and here's the thing. So we'll obviously get into some, some games that we find interesting this week that aren't necessarily your, your like biggest of matchups or ranked against ranked. And I put Clemson and Boston college as mine because I mean, you're looking at a Boston college team that's undefeated. I understand they haven't played a conference game yet. This is their first conference game. It's still something to prove. And also like when you see another team beat Clemson, you're like, Oh, it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, not just like before it was like, oh, Georgia beat them. So, you know, it's going to be difficult still to beat them. No, like you see somebody else in your conference that wasn't expected necessarily to to win that game or even to have it be close. And you're like, hmm, maybe we can do it. It's sort of a mental game. And I think for Clemson, they have to be able to pull themselves out of it. And I'm not quite sure they can. You lose the aura around you. And I think we saw that with Georgia Tech. And we saw it with NC State. I, I really think, and I'll bring up another one because we talked about it too, Kansas State, Oklahoma. The aura is mm-hmm. is dead right now around Oklahoma. Yes. And Kansas State doesn't fear anything, clearly, because they've won two high-scoring close games in the yep. last two years. You remember last year's game? That was uh, Spencer Adler did not play well at all. And this is on the road, and this is a double-digit spread. Um, to me, that's say, definitely what's, what's the spread? The spread yeah, I will get you your updated spread right now. I believe what's it the was over 10 on and that half. game too. Ten and a half is what I have. There's some 11s out there, and it's 52 and a half. But I'm still really pissed off that I bet the over in last week's game. So I'm so going to stay gonna away do from it. it. Oklahoma, no, the Oklahoma I, over, like we mentioned this before, like we were so used to like seeing blowouts from Oklahoma. The Oklahoma over used to just be like, hey, do it. Like that, it was like a lock of the week every I, week the I last couple of years. I thought we would have that, and we just haven't. Um, on the topic of really interesting games, outside of the obvious ones, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're kind of sleeping on Arizona State UCLA with everything going on. Okay. Like I, I would deem that to be super interesting. Really like both of these quarterbacks. You've got two coaches that are are kind of vying um, for for this. I, and I have two Pac-12 games, by the way, run by you because you're our, our resident Pac-12 expert. Yes. I'm really excited. I think this is going to be a Jaden Daniels-like show. Coming out. We're not talking about him enough. No. And when we're talking about quarterbacks, Matt Corral taking over, I get it. I'm really excited about that. I'm telling you this, too. I think Stanford's going to put a scare into Oregon. I, I really think that Tanner McKee, who we also did a story on, uh, is playing extremely well. That game spreads only eight points. There's something about that game that feels weird to me. So, and it would not surprise me if that game is close. 
we should mention that the Oregon um, Arizona game was much closer than expected. Um, yes. Here's the thing about the Pac-12. On that broadcast, they mentioned there has not been an undefeated Pac-12 champion since 2010. I that's wasn't even in college yet. I wasn't even there. I, I was graduating high school. Um, but it's wild to me that, like, I mean, this could be the game, but, like, I, I – Every year I expect a team like Oregon in Washington in years past and UCLA, I mean, they already lost, but they lose game. We eventually lose a game. I say we. We as the Pac-12 yes. eventually lose a game and it ruins our chances of being in the playoff. And I feel like Oregon obviously has a huge win over Ohio State. But like after that, I was like, oh, we need to pump the brakes because they still have to make it through the Pac-12. Um, yes. So I, I don't think that Stanford is good enough to sort of – if. If Oregon plays the way they played against Arizona, they'll probably get rocked. But the other part of that is they were playing Arizona, and they probably were like, "Ah, eh, these guys aren't that great. We'll just do whatever." Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that one being a super scare. But I'm probably gonna regret that in this because I, I do believe that they'll lose eventually. But I don't know. I don't know that Stanford's Stanford's a team to do it. I can't. I can't wait. All right, we got to get into the big games. Wait, normally we've got like a unique flow. Well, I don't know. We're still figuring out what the hell the flow of this podcast is going to be. But we were talking beforehand of what we do, and we both love the games themselves. And with yeah. weeks like this, we don't have to overthink it. We just want to rattle through some games. And then we'll get our picks. What are you drinking, by the way, there? It says Topo Chico. So you are... It's mineral you water. are Yeah, okay. Okay, See, so at some I, point, are you going to drink alcohol on this thing? Yes. The, the tough part is that I'm in the p- Pacific time zone, so I have to still do work oh, and work on. out after it's this. Not, I mean, it's still late afternoon. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, but here's the thing. I did discover um, this with – I people are going to be so mad that it took me this long to figure out. But so you have you heard of ranch water? Yes. Okay, so it's basically this, lime, and tequila, and then you can put, like, tahini on the rim – I legitimately, this is like my new go-to because I can't drink a ton of like seltzer or like bubbles, but for some reason, this specific mineral water, Topo Chico, works for me. And I love tequila and that's literally, I've had a ranch water. I'm not even going to, it's like when you go to the doctor and you lie and you're like, oh, I only had two drinks Oh yeah. Like the, Uh, the question. Yeah. The question. So I'm not going to actually get into them, but, but I've had a couple this week and past slash past weekend. Um, but yeah, Topo Chico. So send me you making ranch water because that's, it's delicious. So I did get asked by somebody, uh, listening to the pod. They're like, Hey man, like what time are you filming that at? Like, I think they wanted me to say like, like 10 in the morning, 7 30 AM on a Tuesday, you know, like what of it? Uh, no, no, this is being recorded. This is my happy hour, more or less. Um, and it is, it is, so I'm to be clear, not that I'm above it. Look, this is, uh, kegs and eggs. Is to be honest. You know yeah, where, exactly. You, yeah, you can know where I get down. Time of day. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, he's being responsible. That's yes, all that matters. I am being responsible. Sort of. Okay. Into the games. Into the games. Let's start Ole Miss, Alabama. So, I have this thing with big games. I like to handicap. I struggle to handicap. Like, I'm a situational better. So if it works out, like, it's great. I really struggle with this game because, and here's why. I don't know if Ole Miss has played anybody any good. Yeah. They could have dropped 100 on Tulane. I still don't think Louisville is all that good. I think crowd looks amazing. The defense looks much better. But I'm struggling with competition. We struggle with competition this time of year anyway. 
And the total in this game, by the way, I mean, it's been hitting 80 throughout the day. At the time we record is 80 points. I saw which that. Is, which is amazing. That's but when absurd. you think about it, what, 79 and a half, there's an 80 out there. Spread still 14 and a half. You know, they had, what, 111 points in this game last year? 111. 63 to 48. I don't think it's that kind of game. I, I don't. I, don't I think it'll be a lot of points, but I don't think it's going to be like the that like last year's version of this was like a cartoon. Like it didn't feel real at times. Yeah, there'll be points. There's too many good offensive players. I don't think it'll be that. I don't either. I'm not. I mean, I think Alabama wins by a decent margin. And what's the spread again? I like Alabama too. Fourteen and a half. I don't know what the hell to do with that. I don't. I don't really. I think they went I think by they ten. Got the, yeah, I, I think so too. I think the Florida game is probably a, like if and Matt Corral could get his Johnny Manziel on here, and if he does, you know he's probably going to be. I mean, the Heisman's already a mess to bet. Eve. By the way, there's two guys under two to one, and they're playing in this game. Like, it, if you're not excited about this game, then I, I don't know what to tell you. This is amazing, even with a double digit spread. So. I struggle with it, but I do like Alabama. I think the, I think their defense is better. Yeah. I think Young is tuned in. Also, the environment, right? That's a big part of this too. Last yeah. year's game on the road. This is in Tuscaloosa. The place is going to be going nuts. So it's going to be a, a huge role. I'm going to say that Alabama will score on their first drive. If you're into that kind of betting, I will. Yes. I will say that they will score on their first drive, and then after that, I think Ole Miss rolls a little bit. And then we get some ass chewings, and and then it snaps into Alabama mode, and we get the sort of not blowout we expect, but like a decent margin where it's not coming down to the last play. And watch, it's going to come down to a field goal. I just can't. I don't want that. I I tend to agree. No, I think there'll be points. We both like Alabama. Yes. Um, and I struggle with the spread. Let's go to Arkansas, Georgia. I have a stronger take on this one. I think Georgia. I want to be polite. I really like Arkansas. I like Sam Pittman. I think Georgia's going to just beat that ass. Gonna, That's probably not polite. I just said I wanted to be polite. <laughs> That's like the opposite of being polite. Producer Matt texted this... me last episode and asked if it was explicit or not. And I said, when we swear it's explicit, well, this is a certainly explicit episode. So as he's watching this, I'll just tell him that that. Do I need to, to dial those back? No, no, I just, no, 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 no. It's just trust tree, circle of trust. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's, I could speak. This is like the only place I'm writing so many words throughout the week where I can't. Truly say how I feel, feel. <laughs> like to that depth. I think, I don't think Arkansas has a positional advantage on the field in this game. And I think that's a problem. Now, this team has got some heart. They've got the juju. They've got some really good players. And they got a coach that's awesome. Like, so it pains me to say this. Pittman in that, remember how that hire was received? It was like, ha. Ah, this is what you, I mean, because he was not the first choice. Yeah. So it was like, wow, you are really settling. And he's been spectacular. So it pains me to say it, but I have Georgia by more than 18 and a half, which is a huge spread. That is a big, big spread for this game. Yeah. I disagree. I do think Georgia wins. Oh, boy. But I think Arkansas is a great team and great teams cover. So I did. I know we are not getting to our picks yet, but that that is definitely going to be the first one we discuss uh, when we do yes. get there. But I think I, I don't know. I don't think that uh, Georgia's offense, although they scored a thousand points, I think people are also forgetting they played like Vanderbilt. So like, let's. I agree. I let's think that's not fair get too excited about this offense flowing. Um, they could have beat Vanderbilt by 
150 points last week. Like I was at soccer practice checking my phone (laughs) and I thought it was an error. I thought there was a glitch. It's like 35 nothing with four minutes left in the first or whatever it is. Ugh. It's like, that can't be right. It's like, they were, oh. I think it was like the Vanderbilt was like on pace to have like as many yards as Georgia did points. Like it was that bad. Like it was. It was close, like yeah. deep into the game. I don't know where it ended. It was close. It didn't end up way. happening, but I remember it being super close because I was discussing with one of our other writers about it. And I was like, oh, no, this is Vandy tactic. is a is a two touchdown favorite this week against UConn. If we're talking about great what? football games. That is the we that is the saddest football game of the year. I w- I've wanted to make a pick in that game. I actually kind of want to take UConn in the points. I think I'm a little scared too, though. Um, it's a I, it's a really pathetic game. That is interesting. I I feel like I'm just gonna watch that just for like the pain of it, like the tweet. Oh, it's like a car crash. Like you're like you're watching. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it through my hands. Like oh, this is so bad. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Since he noted game. Um. Well, who is Notre Dame? What are the like? What do we do with the team? I I uh, I don't know, frankly. I know this that they scored three non-offensive touchdowns. The old knots getting back to the Nick Save, harkening back to that Alabama team that scored one of those like every week. It feels like a few seasons ago. Um, this is like the zombie team of college football that is just feels like Will it's gonna it, it's gonna be dead, and it just keeps not. Uh, he stays alive. And then Cincinnati, last time we saw them against Indiana game, I'm still on tilt by Indiana, like shot itself in the foot every which way Four turnovers, a lot of kickoff return. I know I, I had Indiana bet here. What are your thoughts? Cause I'm, I'm struggling with this game a bit. So I think Notre Dame actually wins this game. I, I kind of agree. I did this to myself last year too, where I was like, you know what? This might be the year where we were waiting for the year for Notre Dame to win important games. And I just think having seen, like you said, this, uh, that Cincinnati team against Indiana. And I mean, they didn't have an excellent first half. And I think no. in this situation with Notre Dame, especially cause it's at Notre Dame, right? I'm pretty yes. sure. I think that yes. that's that – I just don't know that that environment and being able to go and win on the road is going to happen for Cincinnati. And I hate saying that because I do really, really like this team. And obviously it will, like, cr- crush their playoff chances. Um, yes. But I I just feel like having seen this Notre Dame team win in hostile environments and, like, make it happen – I don't know. I sort of think I'm, I I, sh- I think that's my exact opinion. Yeah. I think um, I'd like to see Cincinnati win for chaos purposes. Yeah. If a group of five team is going to make the playoff, this feels like a pretty good year. Like you're mm-hmm. off to the right start. There's a lot of teams that have to lose that are losing. You know, if it comes down to Wake Forest versus Cincinnati, which, by the way, would be amazing because I am Team Wake. That is my new adopted team for this week. I've got to add to my stables of adopted teams. Yeah. Wake Forest. Oh, my God. We should make a flowchart no. of adopted teams. Who, who's my week-to-week adopted team? We'll BYU was put, early. I think I'm, I'm we disowning We just put together BYU. a flowchart for each of us. Us at the top, and then we'll have the ones in the middle that we mutually agree on, and then our I, ones I like to the you. side. Well, well, Wake is that team. And, and, and Cincinnati, this is a really great game. But I'm kind of with you on Notre Dame. And I don't necessarily have a good sense other than I think, again, the roster is compiled of better players and better athletes. Cincinnati's got a really good quarterback running back combination. That's going to be tough, but Notre Dame kind of has that mojo. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we talk about Iowa? You want to talk about Iowa? I do. I was literally just going to bring it up. I'm scared shitless of this game. 
Um, I do not. I I do not know what to do. Um, Isn't the spread only I, like two? It's like three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's not a lot for the number five team in the AP poll mm-hmm. versus an unranked. Um, Maryland's been pretty good. Look, to his younger brother. Yeah, the younger. You know, Tungo Valoa has been awesome. How are we not talking about him? By the way, like he plays for Maryland. Shouldn't that be a big deal? Because he's at Maryland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, I think for Iowa. They have the number uh, 113 passing offense in the country, mm-hmm. right? And that ain't going to fly. Friday night, weird, weird, weird. game, it's weird timing, hour. weird It's opponent. not a good. It's not a good one. That's like when Ohio State. Remember, Ohio State usually loses on like a Friday night game. So Friday night games in the Big Ten are never, never a good sign. Um, it's bad. It's not good. I do not feel good. I'm not going to wager this game. I, if I was, I, I would I would wager Maryland. To me, I, it's a pretty ripe spot to, okay, for Maryland. So I actually had that game on my picks, which we should move into picks and pints now. Yes. Um, but I took it off. I just out of respect for you, just so you know. So I, I really appreciate that. Uh, yes. That is very nice of you. All right. But I will be watching. All right. Let's do it. You want beer, wanna, beer now, reveal? I need beer reveal. Oh, first. that's right. Oh, speaking of Iowa, picks and pints. This is timely. Okay. This is it. Pseudo Sue. Uh, this is the Double Dry Hop Pale Ale. This is made in Iowa, so okay. go Hawks. First off, can work is superb, right? Superb. They make a double IPA King Sioux, which I almost used. That'll be next week's beer, I think. That is, Spoiler. this is a top 10 beer. This is a top, th- th- this is a genre. Any Sioux beer, I can't do that next week. That's too close, but any Kingish Sioux, pseudo Sioux beer is super, super good. So with Iowa needing my support, my emotional and alcoholic support, <laughs> um, there it is. Look at that can. It is delightful. And uh, again, back to the 16 ounces because I had that one, I think I did like a Modelo and it was only the 12 and like <laughs> that thing was gone like halfway through the pot. So this is a little bit better. So I'm glad but you still you have, have some left. But, but most importantly, you are... Picking like you are part of the joys of this podcast was trying to turn you into a degenerate gambler. I have, and I am not pressuring you, but I feel like it's. I've happening. gone full degenerate, you guys. It yes. is turned into. I had one good week, and it was two weeks ago, and I was like, I can do this. I got this. So, um, so yeah. lead us off. Take us out to sea. Then you, right. I like this. Well, I'm betting against you, which I has against my better yep. judgment. And I'm taking Arkansas to cover. We've talked about this. I honestly think 18 and a half is a lot, especially for a Georgia team, again, outside of Vanderbilt, that isn't scoring like a thousand points a game. So I I don't know. I think Arkansas can can keep it within reach. I I'm going the other way on this. Yes. But I this is one of those lines that I feel like is just so enticing. Take the points, Arkansas is good. And I'll say this, I go into this game laying 18 and a half against a good team, and it's a bit of a gut check. Like, that's a lot. Like, it's a lot. And if Georgia, uh, if Arkansas scores early, I'm not going to feel very good about this thing. So, and also, I'll, I'll, I'll play my own devil's advocate. Like, Georgia's a team I invested in, in my future betting. It's my national champion. It's a team I, you know, I bet every which way, Georgia. And also, Darnell Washington is back. Remember him? Yes. Oh my God! If you if if people have not seen a six foot seven, two hundred and sixty five pound tight end play, 
you are in for a treat because he is like a football unicorn, and I am so excited to see him back on the field. I think he's going to be a star. Before we transition into the next game, I do want to say I want to give a shout-out to KJ Jefferson because I do think he's another player that we are not talking about enough. I think people are talking about Arkansas as a whole, but also just that whole situation in terms of him being there and staying there and playing there. Like, There's just so much, especially in the college football landscape these days, that I want to give him a shout-out for sticking with it. He's good too. Like he, mm-hmm. he is. Uh, I hope healthy. Hopefully, that's a big part of this game too, right? Yeah. Somebody said Kate so. Out. I saw that he. Someone tweeted that he's totally fine. So. Well, it's. I, I'm happy to hear that. Truthfully, even if I'm going the other side, because he's played great. I thought against Texas, he was nails. Um, the guy's been wonderful. So it's a great story, like you said. And you know, look, I'm in the business of winning money, but I want I want to see kids succeed. Yeah, the so, heart. I got to I that's why I was yeah. like I've been betting against teams that I really love and I do love Arkansas, so I'm not going to bet against them. That was really what I was going with this time around. I um, it's a good strategy. Your next pick, I stayed away from completely. Go ahead and explain uh, yourself here. I don't know right, why. So I'm d- um I I am a contrarian better. Okay? There's no other way to explain this pick um other than I see value in spreads and I trust the odds makers and I react. Florida State, uh, this line is crazy to me. Minus four and a half against Syracuse. Syracuse just beat Liberty in a game that I had yep. in locks and said actually they'd win outright, which was a, which worked out well. Florida State is a favorite in this game. Now, for justification of this, other than just look at the point spread, the whole world's going to be betting Syracuse in this game. Uh, I get it. Florida State in the second half against Louisville actually played a good half. Their best half, I think, of the football season where they looked like they were going to get blown out and actually had a chance to cover in that game. Second week in a row, I'm betting Florida State. I'm not proud of this. Uh, I, I'm picking this, but I don't necessarily endorse this. Okay. I think it's a really good spot. I am baffled by this point spread, and this is where I'm trying to be a wise guy. and We'll see what happens. All right. That I I looked at it and went, mm, no, I'm going to go a different direction with this. So I the actually comments on locks of the week are going to be terrible. For yeah, that game. That I'm one, just warning you. Yeah, right that now. one's going to be tough. Um, so I for my second pick, I picked Notre Dame plus two versus Cincinnati because I just think I mean I think they're going to win. So obviously I'm going to take that and two points. I mean, normally I don't. I don't disagree. I don't go away from that. I don't disagree. Um, do you watch Billions? Yes. Okay, the like yes. I am not. What do they say? Oh, I'm butchering um, this now. It's like I am not uncertain. Yes. No. I like this. It's pick. gonna be our code for things. For real, I I turned in my locks of the week before this pod to be edited, mm-hmm. and as I sent it off, I don't believe I had Notre Dame on there. I think they're gonna be a late ad. Editors are gonna be pissed at me, but I'm gonna throw them on before this thing goes live because I I agree with you there. We could ride Notre Dame similar. Um. You got a Pac-12 game. Yeah. This game is this game has been please, Colorado you like versus yes. USC. And I've been I'm struggling with this game, but I like the pick. So what's the reasoning behind it? Okay, so funny thing is I literally said probably an episode or two ago, I was like, I don't bet against I don't bet on Pac-12 games because I just stay away from them because they're so dangerous. This was stupid. And it was just me going against my better judgment again, but I really do like Colorado versus USC. I think USC still has a lot of things to figure out. And I also... Clearly. um, Yeah, right? I also think that uh, this Colorado team did keep up with Texas A&M, despite the fact that, like, they did lose their quarterback that game. And it just was sort of interesting. They were at home and all those things. Or at a neutral site that was basically a home site for Colorado. Um, But I don't know. I think, like, this is just a a random Pac-12 game that no one's... I mean, people are going to be paying attention to USC. But I thought that... 
seven and a half is a lot. So yeah, I took Colorado plus it. Like, yeah, that I just feel like that is really big, a big of a spread for this specific game. USC got like I, Oregon State is another adopt team. I'm going to have yes. a very big stable. This is I'm okay ponies. with that. That's going to be a mutual but, one for us. Okay, Oregon State is one of my favorites. So I like this play. I think Colorado's defense is pretty good, and I think USC is uh, a scientific word for this is shooketh. They seem very shooketh on, on the way things are going. All right. I already explained. I like Stanford versus Oregon. I won't get too deep into it because we talked about it earlier. I, you know, plus, uh, plus eight on the other side of a touchdown. They were competitive with UCLA. It's a really weird spot for Oregon. And I think you mentioned it, that Arizona game. I watched it like through like, you know, half an eye open at that point because it had been a day. But I watched it and rewatched it in the morning. They did not look good in that game. Mm-mm. Like Oregon did not look great in that game. I think Stanford can really push this thing. This is a game I will dabble on the money line with with Stanford. I think okay. there's some. I think this could get very very close. Let's get weird in the Pac-12. Yes. Now you also have a game on here. We talked about games that we're excited about that our people are sleeping on. Liberty UAB. I am so happy you mentioned this game as a bet. Now you like the over, right? That yes, you're, you're going I, over forty nine and a half. half. Um, I love this game. I love this game. I love, you know, Willis, I know they lost to Syracuse, but still is yeah. a really good team. And UAB is awesome. I think it's a good bet. I think there's going to be a lot of points. They both can I score. Do too. So, I mean, I think that's a safe bet. And I'm also, I, I'm big on overs. So if I see something that looks enticing, I'm going to take it. Even if it's a hunch, I'm like, all right, I'm going for it. Um, I will give one that we haven't talked about. I like Wisconsin minus two and a half versus Michigan. Can, can we talk about how funny that Michigan is not favored in this game and they are the ranked team here? I mean, well, it's it's both it's because yes, Wisconsin that's is played. Exactly it. To be, but it's just like very comical to me that that's the the situation we're in with. Uh, that's why I'm betting it in part, but also Michigan got had 275 yards of offense against Rutgers last week. Wisconsin's been kind of a mess. I mean, that's they the part of this that that we need them to figure things out. I still question how Michigan can throw the ball. Uh, I was at this game a couple years ago in Madison, and it was not good for Jim Harbaugh. I it's, it's, The line has had a lot of movement. I just like Wisconsin in the spot. I think um, they've had a tough schedule. It's been a really weird year so far. Yeah. Uh, I thought someone – I read that they're like 9-9 nine and nine in their last 18 games, which for Wisconsin is like unheard of. Yeah. I think they get right for at least a weekend. And by the way, Jim Harbaugh, these are the games – that he has not been able to win. Yeah. Part of me actually wants him to, to win, win this game. Me, I mean that sincerely. Like, I, I would yeah. love to see him actually win a game that he shouldn't. Yep. I think this would but be a huge, huge step in the right direction for that program in general, especially because, like, offseason stuff, taking a cut, pay cut, all of those things, and having those discussions around the program and recruiting. I feel like this would be a solid win. But, yeah, I sort of think that this game comes down to a field goal. Like, I think we get a field goal at the very yes. end, and it's either going to be hit or missed. And I think it's gonna actually, be a grotesque I guess, football game. I would guess that Jim Harbaugh should have gone for it for the win and takes a field goal and they missed the field goal, if I had to guess. The total in this game is 43 and a half. That is, I, God, is there any total on the board lower than that? Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, is... that's got to be, that's pretty, I mean, that's got to be close if it's not it. This is going to be a horrific football game. And it's like the opposite of Ole Miss, Alabama. If you're into that sort of thing, 
Like the opposite I of that am, sort of thing. I this actually is thing. really love the like gritty, gross Big Ten games where it's like nine oh, points. Paige, this is for you. Yeah, this is going <laughs> to be bad. Um, um, and then you have Tulane, which is a. I can't go full on adopt a team because I feel like I'm getting a little aggressive with the adopt team. <laughs> I feel like you have a lot. But so I love. Me, I wait, like this pit. I just would like to take a moment and say someone tried to call me out for rooting for or for like supporting Arkansas, and I was like, no, I just made that pick. But also like. It was weird because I, I tweeted about Arizona and they're like, another team? I thought you were on the Arkansas thing. I'm like, I literally went to the University of Arizona. So I get to adopt whoever I want. Also, it was just a pick and also, like, it's fun, right? That's how we make fun of See, this is the problem. You get into gambling, right? And people start to say really weird shit to you about <laughs> losing games. They're and, like, what? I'm like, I didn't, yes. I didn't ask. Um, but yes, I did take Tulane minus two versus um, East Carolina. So... Yeah, East Carolina's giving me problems this year. I like that pick. And my last one, this is another funky game. Texas, TCU, over 65 and a half. TCU is only a five-point um, road, or excuse me, five-point home dog in this game. So Texas, only five points. They've looked great since the quarterback change was made, albeit against teams they should look great against. I kind of, I, I'm going to lean TCU as well in this spot. But I think both these defenses have not been good. Um, Texas's offense under Thompson has been great. We saw TCU get sensitive. You, they scored you know, up in the seventies last week. I, I mentioned it in locks. I think this is a game that could rival Alabama, Ole Miss in terms of points. I think this is, I think this is one of those games. Could be a really, really fun game on the card. So you're taking the the over at six, sixty-five and a half. And I, I, you know what? I'm gonna. I Are believe you gonna take in the locks. Over for I, Alabama? I, no, I can't. I, I just. I might. I don't know if I'll have a single wager in that game. Like, I, I just, I might 80 take points the over. is tough. I've been betting more overs. You, and, and that's not necessarily a bad bet. When you get 80, though, you think about it, you got to average, you know, 20 points a quarter. And, you know, I guess for these teams, maybe that's not that hard. Um, I did this, what did I, I bet the over in App State Mar- uh, Marshall. Last week, and it was such a grind. I needed yeah, to like what a, move what a myself grind of a game over. in general, by the way. Yes. So, so it's just I'll probably stay away, but I say that, and then I'll get excited. It'll be and then I'll like message you on Saturday, and like and just a reminder that's still there. Damn it! I, I'll see what that over does, though. I would like it to come down. If it could come down to like seventy-seven and a half, I don't think it is, though. I think it's probably going to get parked right around seventy-nine and a half, eighty points, and that is yep. crazy to me. But maybe not wrong. Wild, um, but it is going to what be a, a week. fun weekend. I know. I'm so excited. Um, reminder, guys, please subscribe. Yes. Share, like, review. Tell your friends. Yeah, review. S- tell your friends. Spam your family members with this. Tell us if you have please. a favorite alcohol that you would like us to try. That's really what we're getting at here. Yes. <laughs> and, well, and that drink. too, right? I mean, now we're in the wheelhouse of beers. Um, beers, seltzers, all- bourbons, tequilas. I'll take it all. Aren't you still working on the, is it the Bud Light? Yes, I can't find them. They're still pack? not here. I've looked every time. I don't know why, because the I actually talked to my local BevMo guy and was like, what's the deal? And he was like, wow. well, we still have the like summer version of their like variety packs, their specialty packs or whatever. So once we run out of those, then they send us the other one. I'm like, but it's almost October. I need to try the flannel one. So if someone can figure out a way to get me that, that would be awesome. I I've tried though, but I, the um, fact that I talked to my pump- local BevMo guy is like kind of sad. Pumpkin fall beers thoughts. You're not oh, much of a beer. Well, you're 
Um, Trader Joe's has a pumpkin beer, and I will if it's from Trader Joe's, I will try it. So we gotta I'm get more you of a holiday. Do you have like, Trader Joe's holiday. where you are? That might be a really oh good yes place. yes. Okay. It's not like I'm not in, in Antarctica. <laughs> like there I'm are. I'm just checking. You know, I guess it's a fair question. Like there's there are some differences, but yes. <laughs> uh, no, I am. I am lukewarm on, on fall beers. It's actually a good time for kind of the beefier IPAs. But holiday beers, which we'll get into, are there's some spectacular ones. There is. I am excited for that. I can do fall beers and holiday beers and all the other beers. So, yes, if you have recommendations, if you have connections that just want to send us beers yeah. or seltzers, preferably of the flannel variety. If you work uh, for Bud Light, so. please contact me. <laughs> yes, we will be desperate. We'll beg. We'll beg. Doesn't we'll matter. Totally beg. We'll, whatever, whatever it takes. Apologies um, for being mad online today, but also not sorry because I feel like it, it made for great content today. So maybe we'll be a little yeah. bit happier next week after the chaos of it all. And we have a better picture of what playoff stuff will look like. Um, very exciting week. Godspeed. Enjoy the games. <laughs>